Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream. And their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I gotta go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hot off the press from Maybelline, New York. It's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Look! In the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's a... Wait, hold on. Wait, who is it? Wait, what? Wait, wait, and what is it exactly is she doing? All right, and, and, all right. And why? Anyway, okay. Anyway, hold on. Uh, we saw Supergirl, and you know what that means. Now it's time for... Hello, people of Earth. I am Tall John Shear, aka Paul Shear, aka someone who is giving bad advice to Canadians about pool ownership in the mini episodes. And welcome to How Did This Get Made? Uh, hi. How are you? And welcome to the podcast that tries to make sense of the movies that make no sense. And today we have a movie that is kind of finishing up an unofficial Superman trilogy. We've talked about Superman 3. We've talked about Superman 4. We've even gone into the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. And now we are going to the 1984 film Supergirl. And normally this is the part where I tell you like a little bit of the plot. I like to unpack it a little bit if you haven't seen the movie. But if I start to do that, I'm going to start pulling a thread here that this entire thing will fall apart. I will be here for five hours. I cannot explain the plot. Suffice to say, Superman has a cousin, and this cousin comes to Earth and gets caught up in a love quadrangle with a witch and a landscaper and herself. 
and all of this because she accidentally lost an orb that powered her city that's not in space, but it's in inner space. Anyway, it's Supergirl, and we're going to get know into if she it. She lost it, Paul, but I'll wait for my proper introduction <laughs> before I speak. Yeah, don't blame her. But also, I'll wait for my intro. And you also <laughs> seem skeptical that she's his cousin. I mean, she is his cousin. Well, Look, let's get into it. I'm not saying that she, I mean, cousin, yes, but I mean. Don't I go on Quora to ask that question. You will not be happy with the answers. I have some quite, I have some things to break down. I need to do it all. And I'm going to do that uh, by bringing in my two amazing co-hosts. Please welcome Mr. Jason Manzoukas. Jason, how are you? Paul, I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, couldn't be more excited to talk about this movie. Um, I, I'm, I want to be, I want to come in hot. I have no idea what you're talking about, about uh, Canadian pool stuff, but that really made me laugh. But I want to come out hard and heavy and say that we are doing this episode. It was mere two weeks ago that we did the Snyder Cut, which yes. was universally our most loved episode, least controversial. People loved it. Didn't have no problem with it at and all. And wow. I want to say right now, I loved this movie so much more than the Snyder Cut. I I'm, would watch this movie again so that I would have watched four hours of Supergirl instead of the four hours of the Snyder Cut. Okay, first of all, let's just remind people who did not listen to that episode. We liked the Snyder Cut when we talked about it. We I liked agree it with fine. Fine. Um, we, I will agree with you. This is one of those rare, how did this get made movies where everything is working on a level of insanity that <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed every moment. I enjoyed every I mean, like, let's not forget Peter O'Toole, Mia Farrow. Like there's like, P, like Peter Cook is in this movie. Oh, Peter Cook. You know, this is like some next level stuff. Okay. All let's right. get into well, it. Well, let's get into it. And let me introduce our other co-host back from a two episode break. Miss June Diane Raphael, how are you, June? I'm doing okay. How are you, Paul? I'm doing well. I miss you. And I started off this episode with a bad attitude. Yeah. And I'm so excited about our special guest. I know you'll introduce her, but I just, I, I want everybody to know that I'm back on track. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm very happy to see everybody. I here. love that you're apologizing for your pre-show. We didn't even know this going in. You, I, <laughs> Yes, I'm just apologizing for like the banter. I just came in with a nasty attitude. Well, um, and I'm, I'm kind of like a nasty person these days. And so hopefully <laughs> I can put that aside and, um, and I'm processing like a lot Listen, of anger about the pandemic. And perhaps whatever. this can be like a, a, a Janet Jackson nasty girl take <laughs> on uh, on this movie. I, OK, quick question, Paul. You said you were talking about can to Canadians about pool ownership as mm -hmm. though there's another option with a pool like leasing it or renting it for some period of time. Well, right. I guess I was saying like, well, you well, we were talking about do I want to own a pool? Uh, it wasn't like, do I want to own or lease a pool? It was like, we were getting into it. They're all, they were in, well, I don't want to get into it. You can listen to the mini episode. A husband and wife. I won't. Call, okay, of course not. A uh, husband and wife called in an alternate weeks to argue whether or not they should get a pool. I took the side of of, of the wife in this relationship, and it was much uh, criticized by uh, many a people on the Discord. Um, but I, I still stand by some of my my thoughts. Um, June, before we get into this movie and introduce our guest today, um, I just want to ask you a question for the record, uh, because many people really wanted to get your opinion on this. Would you ever watch the Zack Snyder Justice League cut, a movie that comes in at four hours? Listen, I 
would I ever, you know, I have trouble with this stuff. It's not my, I, it is not a part of my interest. I, I would, I guess if, if, um, I was being paid to, I'm sorry. I have to, I really do have to say that I have that so many be? other things that, that I need number? to watch. What would that number be? I got to get at sister wives. I got to get at the housewives are in almost every okay. major city now. Like I have only so many spare hours a day. And what would that number be? Yeah. I would watch it for a thousand dollars. Oh, that's a pretty fair price. Total. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I, I mean, like that. this could be like a, this could be like a, a a thing that we do. We can auction off for charity, uh, pay pay June a thousand dollars to, and maybe watch it and live live stream yeah. the watch. You don't even have to do an episode. We just, just have to watch. I you bet watch you could it. actually raise quite a bit more money than a thousand dollars if you did a live stream of June just watching and commenting on the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I would do it. I would absolutely happily do it for charity or or okay. for myself. Okay. Well, there yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> I would like to sit next to you and every 10 minutes hand you $10. Oh, my God. That uh, that would be great because I do fall away. And you're going to see I'm going to have some trouble spots on this movie, too. I have a hard time if I'm not interested in paying attention. And so I I I think that's a great plan, Jason, because I do find myself just falling away and traveling. Yeah, I, I, I can't just, I can't just give you a grand at the end of it. I feel like I need to incentivize you to keep going. <laughs> to keep yeah. going, absolutely. Well, all right, we'll get into all of that, but I needed to get it on the record. We have a special guest. We haven't really had a guest on the show in such a long time, but we had a, a friend of the podcast who wanted to come on the show, and we are excited to have her. You know her as uh, an amazing actress. She won an Academy Award. She is a director. She is a writer. Uh, please welcome Brie Larson. Welcome, Brie. Hello. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so I grateful. Am so, I am so happy <laughs> to grateful. have you here. Don't ever be Don't. grateful to Do you be here. What? I can't take, accept that. Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. There's so much to be grateful for right now. Like, we're alive. Like, we've survived a horrible be, time. Be grateful but for the vaccine. Please. Yes, vaccines are growing. Listen, you can be grateful for lots of things. I guess that's true. We guess gotta it's true. find the beauty in every day. In this yes, movie, there's a lot of beauty in this. Let be abound. <laughs> and, and Brie, in this pandemic, you have also, uh, you have a a brand new podcast, Learning Lots, uh, with Jesse Ennis, and but you also have done a bunch of uh, great YouTube stuff here. Like you have embraced the pandemic style. Like you are now, you are now one of us. You're in this kind of uh, live stream podcast world. It. Yeah, I'm in it, and I love it. Yeah, I love. Being I don't want to be in this world. Stay in the world you're in. <laughs> when it's safe, I will. Yeah, please. If I can be at home. Do when not stay your yeah. toe in here. I'm trying to get out. Soon is actively trying to discourage. I'm literally new trying to get out. Um, Bree, have you ever seen this movie? Is this something that like Supergirl? What's your connection to it at all? Like, are you are you do you have any fondness to the old like Christopher Reeve Supermans or anything like that? I feel so much shame that I hadn't seen this movie previously. I feel I haven't done my due diligence in just filmic history. Yeah. History of female representation, superhero representation. I mean, shame on me. The first female leading superhero ever. No, uh, that's not true. Is it not true? No, Sheena. Okay. The Jungle Queen. I go off of research that our good friend Nate Kylie gives me, and I'm finding many times you know again. Paul, just that stand I, in Brie Larson's feedback. Just stand <laughs> in it and I'm accept it. I loved witnessing so that it's, moment. It, it's wow. interesting, like more of but them. Sheena came out three months before, so we just got to give credit. Okay, I appreciate it. Where credit's that. due. 
It was yes. all 1984. It was really okay. happening. Yeah. All right. I, I had love never it. actually heard of this movie. So oh, you really? hadn't heard of the Supergirl? 1984 Supergirl? Or I had never. I had heard of the idea of a Supergirl, okay. but I did not know there was a movie called Supergirl. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I am being that I am older than everybody here. I was acutely aware of this movie. I saw this movie. Um, I was obsessed with, of course, all things superheroes. And and even though Superman and the DC stuff wasn't my thing, I for sure saw this also because I also loved Helen Slater. Mm. I loved Helen Slater, who plays Supergirl. I especially loved her from a movie called um, The Legend of Billie Jean, which is her and Christian Slater. And a bunch of toughs steal Christian Slater's um, scooter and um, Helen Slater, like a badass, goes after them, and she keeps going. Fair is fair. Give my brother back his bike. I, I, w- I was oh, really wait, hoping she every. Scooter a bike? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. It was like a Vespa type scooter. It was like a. It was like a, a scooter with a motor. It wasn't. Like I a remember kick scooter. the. I remember the cover of the like the video oh. box, and I always thought, oh, like this is the story of the Michael Jackson song. Oh wow! No, not at no, all. Not it at all. Is, it's it was. I remember it as being awesome, <laughs> like an well, awesome tale of like kids getting revenge on like bullies and like n- nefarious ne'er do wells. Well, this, just to put huh. the uh, put this in a little bit of context, the Salkinds who uh, yeah <laughs> who did Superman two, Superman three, and Superman four, they are just trying to get a cash grab because Superman. Uh, one and two are so successful and they're like, let's dump a lot of money into this. And no one really comes with them into this Supergirl world. Like John Williams doesn't come with them. Uh, their directors don't come with them. So they're kind of a little bit on an island, but they put a lot of money into this movie. And one of the facts that blew my mind was the opening credit sequence cost a million dollars. <gasps> and it was my first thing that I wrote down. I was like, this is the craziest, most long, boring sequence I've ever seen. Me too. Ever. <laughs> I Me fast too. forwarded. I felt like I went through every emotion with yeah. the credits. I was like, I've watched an entire movie. I've been through everything. <laughs> yeah. Through this weird like void of yeah. shiny letters. And it's and it was almost like standing on the other end of a revolving door because everything is just coming and circling and going. Through. You're, like, you're like, okay, is something happening? We're not even going. We haven't seen anything we're just seeing words in space and it's a million dollars and the soundtrack is like please john williams don't sue us but it sounds enough like superman but enough different that they're trying to get in there and this movie i think has a pretty lackluster opening for like a big like Mm. a big exciting superhero movie Mm -hmm. it's like that opening kind of tires you out like you need a break i think i did take a break after can i say something though yeah this movie to me And again, no, I didn't see the Zack Snyder cut. I'm not up on superheroes. It's not uh, it's it's not my thing. But this didn't feel like a superhero movie. Mm. I never felt like, oh, that feeling of like they're coming to save the day. Mm -hmm. She's doing something that I can't uh, believe she's doing. Um, There was nothing to me that felt super about her. I well, she has s- powers. It's just unclear what. There's so much yeah. that's so flimsy. It's about as flimsy as that inner space world she lives in, which apparently, if a dragonfly flies through it, it tears open. It and is, everyone could it die. Is right. The teepee, the teepee crystal wrap. mountain that I guess we're supposed to understand was underwater. 
I that mean, was the, well, I, guess, I don't you know, know what it was. I guess it was there was nothing enjoyable to me about learning about her powers. Like there is nothing to me. That's always the fun and like realizing them, realizing what they can do. Understanding she takes to it pretty it. quickly. She takes to it so quickly. And then there's just no fun in it. I agree. I noted like it was not until like an hour into the movie that she has her first like proper heroic Supergirl yes. versus, you know, an enemy um, fight. And that fight takes place a against trailer? a tractor, you know, like a mm-hmm. tractor that has the her fairly um, slow moving, her 35 year old, her 35 year old love interest trapped <laughs> in its in its in its lawn care. Too owner. old. He was too old. My too conjecture. Old. He, oh my, he was so old. It was Why crazy. Be a how student? old? Um, by the way, I did do the math. Uh, they are seven years different. But I have a lot. I have a lot of questions. I don't want to jump there just yet because I think I want to go yeah. back oh, to what Brie was I saying. I want to talk about can the Kiki Mountain more. Yes, I want to talk okay, about yeah. this this world that we're introduced to in the beginning, which is so convolutedly explained by the amazing Peter O'Toole. Oh. What's that going to be, Zoltar? I think a tree. A tree. What is a tree? A lovely thing which grows on Earth. Earth? You mean where my cousin went? Mm, And where, one day soon, perhaps I might venture as well. I don't believe you. How? In that. Through there. The binary shoot, but you could never survive the pressure. It would destroy you. I can. Zip, zap, and I'm gone. But you'd never leave us, Zoltar. You'd never leave Argo City. Indeed I might, Kara. Too much of a good thing here. Perhaps I'll try Saturn instead. Yes, I think I might. Saturn is... Is that further away than Earth? Silly question. Did you not study six-dimensional geometry at school? Do they not teach you anything anymore? Saturn and Earth are in outer space, but we, we are in inner space. So, first of all, they're in something that's very hard to understand. It's, they're not in space, they're in inner space, yet they are survivors of Krypton, but we don't know that. That's why I said cousin, because it's like, well, didn't everyone die on that planet? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, she knows that her cousin's on Earth, but how would she even know that? Because t- it was a big, ex- like, it wasn't like Superman's been writing letters. You know what it is? This is my conjecture. Okay. I feel like, because everybody's kind of saying the same stuff in terms of, we don't understand what her powers are. She, do- she doesn't demonstrate or really understand. We don't have the typical kind of, you know, um, uh, origin story of gaining new powers and understanding how they work. But I think that what they were doing the calculus on was thinking everybody has already seen that in Superman. We don't need to do it for Supergirl. We just need to say she's his cousin. So when she gets here, she's Superman. She has his um, power maybe. set. So why we don't even need to explain it because the audiences have just become obsessed with this character already. So to have an origin story would seem almost redundant. Kryptonian comes to Earth, yellow sun, gives superpowers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think they were counting on that information already being known. But it's so crazy because like what you're saying, Brie, like where the they live in this weird like, like beehive bone tree, bone, yeah. yeah, some bone world that is, I guess, created by Peter O'Toole with his magical Magic wand. wand. Yeah, uh. <laughs> and then their windows are made of plastic. She seemingly is the only one being sucked out. Everyone else seems to have no problem with gravity. Uh, like, like she's the only one. Like, Ugh. and <laughs> and I don't even understand. Like, okay, so wait, hold. <laughs> so Peter O'Toole has taken the device that powers their entire world. 
to play with. Mm -hmm. Like he's not evil. Like you would think he oh, wants maybe... to go to Earth. He wants to create a tree, I believe, and go bone. to Earth. <laughs> a yeah. bone tree. It's true. By the way, if he's, he's an a artist... very good person, because don't forget, the second he is found out for doing something wrong, about 15 minutes into the movie, he's like, well, now I must <laughs> put myself in the phantom realm. Guess, yes. <laughs> he, he, he he decides to imprison he himself. himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty incredible. harshly. It's incredible. But yeah. why, why would he. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that are happenstance in this film. Like, he has stolen this orb, the decahedron or whatever it is. And uh, and when Mia Farrow, in her v- very quick scene, uh, basically says, hey, did you steal that? And he's like, no. Then he drops it on the floor and just, like, kind of kicks it away. And then that's how she finds... Like, Everything in this movie is bonkers. Like she's she's got this thing and she's like, oh, well, I guess I can make my I use my wand to make like a dragonfly. Now it's going to come to there's so much that is just there's so much mythology. It seems like Mm. they're building so much mythology. Who are these people? Where do they live? What level of magic do they have? They've got a wand. They've got a power source. Peter O'Toole just created a Peter O'Toole rather has created a spaceship in order to travel to Earth or maybe Venus or maybe Mars. None of it matters. Yeah, yeah, that's None the of thing. It is it's like matter. they explain so much that then nothing makes any sense yes. anymore. She gets in the pod and she gets out of there. And so- everything is like equal. Everything is equal. And like I could never really track what the rules were. So I mean, I watched this movie twice, by the way, because I was like, I got it. <laughs> you did the Snyder I was scared. Snyder. I was yeah. scared that you, you guys were going to be like, what? This made perfect of this? sense. Of course there was. Like, because <laughs> I agree. What? I we missed, do movies that I make no sense. I missed the establishing shot of Faye Dunaway's amusement park home. And oh, so shit. I was truly shaken when that woman comes in on the train buggy. And I was like, oh, where, where are we? What I, is happening? I, I never knew the answer that. to that. So wait, why were they in an amusement park? I still don't know. That's unclear. No, I think I think it was only because it had to it had to be a place where it didn't make sense for a man who owns a landscaping company <laughs> to come by. <laughs> okay, but may fact, I just say though just that the, the shot of them, I'm sorry to start screaming, but the shot of them flying in that like um, football amazing. player bumper <laughs> yeah. car. I was crying laughing. That <laughs> is to this day, it's one of the funniest things I've and ever seen. And where the fuck did she take him? Because she flies so seemingly so far away like yeah. she brings him to a beach and the way that she flies back it seems like she might have flown him to like the west coast mm-hmm. like it, like it, like it, she like brought him out to Oregon there's also a really <laughs> weird component to this movie which is when she's flying supergirl style through the city it looks like a giant city. It oh, looks yeah. like skyscrapers and yeah. like Metropolis or, or Central City or any of the kind of DC cities, right? But the all of the activity takes place in what appears to me to be like the equivalent of Smallville, like right. small town Mid-Dale. America, you know, like a like yeah, like a Mayberry type world in which Everybody knows each other. Every because like the coincidental run-ins. Like not only is Faye yeah, Dunaway some sort of witch who lives in um, <laughs> an, an abandoned park. amusement park with Joey Tribbiani's mom, and oh, um, that relationship I could see an entire movie <laughs> I, all of just it. on the two of them, like the two of them aging and and in this strange like family setup <laughs> that like felt honestly like pretty subversive in an exciting way. I was like. 
what are these two ladies right but up it's to? when you consider well, that to get witches? in or out of the house they have to ride in amusement park like cars I mean, that's, that's like silver I, spoons and I know I'm dating yeah. myself here that's silver spoons level shit where like a train is going through the house like except that silver spoons they put a train in an actual home they live in a haunted house or a yes. they live inside a ride yes. and they do yes. make a reference to like oh the rent is getting higher no, I was just here. about to say I was just yeah. about to say I can could not handle them being like how are we going to pay these bills I was like how about turn the amusement park, yes, park yeah. on We're, why are you in an open amu- it First, right make it apartment. a commercial you are in a commercially zoned building <laughs> <laughs> now, that's, you're or, living or in a business it, think about it like this think about it like this they're paying rent so that means at some point they were looking for apartments and they looked at a bunch of places and the realtor was like you know I do have this one place <laughs> we should go look town. at it brought them to an abandoned oh amusement Park and they were like, we'll take it. So many questions like, are there showers? Probably not. Probably, Probably well, not. Why would no, there be? And also that they go through all the bills. They're like, oh, right. rent and the electricity and the water. Oh. And then they're like, but property taxes? And she's like, I've got it handled. I've got this glass gourd looking thing that's going to save all of our property tax issues. <laughs> you would think oh they God. were like almost squatters or were, were like they, the villains right. who took yes. over an abandoned place and are now using it. for. That's like a real comics thing, but they pay rent and and have enormous house parties. There. Can I can I also just talk about I just want to appreciate the open floor plan. They must have taken down mm-hmm. a couple of walls in there because also it seems like Faye Dunaway, who give like I said, give me more of Faye Dunaway, give me more of Nigel. I want all of these characters. 100%. Her bedroom is in the main part of the house. Yeah. Brenda Vaccaro's bed is nowhere to be seen. Like I don't know, like, does she have a separate wing? Because you only see Great one question. bed and the fridge is right next to the bed-ish. But then they have this party and I'm like, well, who are these people? Because the party is a wild assortment of like hipsters, older people. I can't make heads or tails Especially of these people. Especially for, pe- for the fact that they appear to live again in like a small Midwestern town. Yeah. You know, like they, yeah. that's that's what it looks to me like they're trying to present, like wholesome, aw shuck, small Midwestern town. Not but by the way, like two women running their own amusement park and living Are they there. Running it, as, Are they no, running it? No, I'm just pitching another movie, which okay. is two women in their 50s <laughs> heading into their 60s in the winter of their lives, like running an amusement park in a small town. It. Like, I am so interested. I'm very interested. That in relationship that. was fascinating to me. And they're clothing like they it's, it's called like hot flashes and cold ices you know it's it's about two <laughs> perimenopausal fascinated. women who are running an a, a run who are running an amusement park i'm into this i i really am and like there because I don't know. I loved there were so many things that I loved about this movie. The main thing was their relationship and their clothes because they were like dressed up a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. always dressed, dressed up. up. Always. They were always like, yeah, dressed glamorous. to the nines. Fashion, fashion is a big deal. Yeah. The fashion's great. great. So the fashion is great. I agree. And I liked that they were. And I think I'm right in saying this, although now I'm I'm now. Am I right? They were witches, right? That was their well, kind this of is like. My question. Okay, so I don't know if they were both witches. Okay. Well, I don't know if they are. What? What's? See, I was asking myself this question watching it the second time because I'm like, what makes a witch a witch? Because she Sometimes basically just like has access to a library of spell books. Right. So she actually doesn't know how to do anything except when she's reading word by word how to do the spells. 
So right, does that make and, you a witch or does that make you have a witch library? Well, because this is a good point because Nigel seems to be the key to unlocking her witchiness because there are points in the movie where they look in a mirror and you can see Supergirl and then Brenda Vaccaro is like, how did you do that? And she's like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel it's, like being a witch is like being a real estate agent in LA. Like it's available to all of us. You know what I mean? Like at any given point, we could announce that we're real estate agents and nobody's going to question it. Well, you do have to take a test, but I will say this. If if that's the case, I would love to show you a beautiful two and a half bedroom in West Hollywood. It's just your upper, it's just your upstairs, right, Jason? That you're you're looking for a room. It is. Uh, I I need There's a a great apartment in the Phantom Zone that has a bed very prominently displayed for some reason. Slick, it's got slick, it's got dark slick. mud baths. It's got everything. And you you're need. right, Paul. You do have to take one test. And I oh, no yeah. no disrespect to all the real estate agents who are listening in. I know there is one That's test the you ma- have to take. Main part of our audience. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival, and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie-cutter places. And I went on Airbnb, and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when 
when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. There is a moment in the beginning, and Brie, you've seen it twice, so you can maybe help me with this, where they're sitting on a bearskin rug having a picnic. And this is uh, oh, it's it's a tiger. Cook. It's oh, sorry, a tiger. sorry, tiger skin. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, tiger skin. Yes. Start off with uh, that. They, it's a tiger. <laughs> tiger. They're in. They're on a tiger skin rug having a uh, a, a casual <laughs> a casual uh, lunch. And he said, like, she goes, oh, I oh figured it out. The secret of controlling the world is being invisible. You'd almost know how to make me invisible. Oh, I do know. Take five black beans on the head of a dead man. Place one bean in his mouth, two beans in his eyes. Then Nigel, the- enough. But it works. Then you can get anywhere. What the fuck am I? What? I rewatched that like five times so I can tell you what happens. Okay, Okay, please. So first of all, we established that they're on a tiger rug outside on a picnic near a lake before we established them. And then it pans up to Faye Dunaway getting champagne. And she goes, yes, it's such a beautiful world. I can't wait for it all to be mine. And then he says, well, the only way to rule the world is to become invisible, which I was like, wait, 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 (laughs) hold on a second. And I was like, well, they're going to explain this. No, they don't explain why you have to be invisible in this world to rule. My notes say, have the quotes. And then after in capitals, it says, how? And then after that, it says, now a black bean story. (laughs) He immediately explains himself by going, well, you take five black beans, you put two in each eye and one in his mouth. Oh, you need a dead man's head too. A dead man's head and black beans, which makes you become invisible, which makes you able to rule the world. And that's how you understand the world that we're living in. But but that's not what happens though. But she goes. That's what she I was does, say. <clears throat> yeah, what would be so interesting invisible. is if that becomes the spine of Faye Dunaway's plan. She gets the orb of power and she starts to get the potential to become invisible, thus fulfilling the but she the, 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 it. the goal. Sorry, of, I don't know what the goal was though. Ruling the world, but she doesn't ever become invisible, does she? No, no. but then she then she goes. Then she's like, well, you know what? Actually, the way to rule the world is to to make people fall in love with you, and then that becomes like. And the I midpoint. do think that's true. Well, there you go. And then the and then the third part of the world, the third part of the plan was, fuck it, let's just erect a giant castle that doesn't look anything like the amusement park in the center of town. Like, I mean, I will get into that. But this opening sequence, when that little orb falls into her cocktail glass, yeah. Did you think it was her nacho cheese? (laughs) Yeah. Did you think it was Kara? Because I thought, like, well, she was in an yes, orb. Yes, I thought she was yeah. tiny. I thought inner space was a tiny world. Oh, That's what I thought, too. Interesting. And I thought, oh, she's going to, like, huh. release Kara. But no, she immediately knows, like, this orb from this other world is so powerful. And she immediately dumps Nigel. Uh, and then, and then Kara comes shooting out of the water. Okay, with the so orb that's what I wanted. Down. To. Mm-hmm. What water was so 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 because that really confused me. What oh, that's water? <laughs> what water was Kara in? A and B. When she comes out of the water, she is already in full Supergirl uh, costume. Yes. Uh, uh, it is, it is fully, you know, like, like Superman's costume, I believe canonically is made out of the blanket that he was wrapped in or something like that. And that's why it has that, the color is 
the oh. the choices of the color. She just comes out somehow knowing how to dress as Supergirl. Now, although not knowing, it seems to have been made, the choice has been made for her? Well, she flies out of the water. There are some colorful sheets on that orb. I will say, mm. I mean, I don't want to break it down to a point where we can't recover from, but the orb goes out of a window on the left, and then she gets in an orb that goes out of the window on the right. So they both leave in separate directions, but yet they, they land. One comes out of the water, and then one comes out of the sky. I'm like, I don't even understand the geography of how how they got there. And it, it seems like immediately, like, she's there to save her world because her homeworld is going to be destroyed without the orb, right? That's the power yes, source. it's the power. Everything will fade and die without that orb. Uh, and, and, and her immediate instinct upon arrival... <laughs> Matriculate into high school. <laughs> right. Let, let me go into boarding like, school. Okay, so let, I'm okay, here to I find the talk orb. about that for a second, Everybody's though. life is hanging in the balance. I need to join so that high school. My reading of that was, it looked to me like she was watching a softball game and saw, yes. is this right? Because yes. it feels mm-hmm. crazy, and saw a softball. Yeah. And thought that looks oh. like an orb. Oh. oh, whoa. And so I'm going to go get, I'm going to go with them because they've got orbs. Oh, I just thought the chief was like, I love the game of softball. I've got distracted from my mission. I think I, it, sadly, I think it is. Oh. I think what it is is because there's a close up of that softball, Jason. And there, no, no, no. I totally know what you mean. Softball, and then there's like a close up of the bag. I agree. I totally agree, uh, and I understand where you, what you're saying. I think they were trying to have though the um, young super because in the comics, Supergirl goes to school. Got it. And like part of it, the same way Peter Parker goes to school, and young Superman, like when he's young in Smallville, like it's a lot of like high school stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to me, I was like, they want to be having like that. They want to tell that story of like, she's trying to be a normal girl by day, but she has to be mm-hmm. uh, Supergirl at Let night. Let me throw one thing out at you all here. Is there any reason for her at any point to have a secret identity? No. Yeah. No, None. sir. Well, I'm also amazed by, it's one of those things too where, I mean, this is such a trope in movies and one of my favorite tropes, which is the like, oh, if she has brown hair, no one recognizes you thing. (laughs) Like, obsessed with that in movies. And I was so grateful that that happened because that's an excellent choice. Well, I... It's certainly better than just Clark Kent wears glasses and Superman doesn't. Yeah, well, but I liked her so much better with blonde hair. I'm so sorry. I'm going to speak plainly right now. Mm-hmm. I felt wow. like once wow. I'm going to speak plainly and I'm going to speak my truth. Wow. Wow. Stand in that. Get ready. <laughs> I felt like she, and she's obviously a beautiful woman, but the brown hair was so jarring to me. And I just wanted to see Supergirl. Like I, I love that about Clark Kent and Superman that he is he does look the same and he looks great as both whereas for her it felt like such a it felt like they made her such a nerd you that, thought she was a nerd what yeah well I did. because she does answer that yeah. six well, yeah, dimension yeah, she, geometry question <laughs> or whatever I did her, I've, her friend <laughs> Lois Lane's sister sister 
Which was also interesting. I um, love that actress. Uh, uh, so, June, you just want to be on record so as saying that uh, Supergirl as a brunette is an, a fucking nerd, and that you would <laughs> you would you would put her in a locker if you were in that school with her. You know what? Here's the thing. And I wish I both thought she was too much of a nerd and actually not enough a nerd because oh, interesting to me that that that's what's so fun about Superman and Clark Kent that he's. He's so awkward and uncomfortable and uncomfortable around girls. And so there's so much fun in that. The issues in her being Linda Lee are, I could spend oh. a long time talking about that. I mean, let's, oh, let's yeah. break it down. Like, first of all, why pick Linda when Kara is not, a, <laughs> a, like, it's not like my name is Mr. Mr. Plick. It's and like, where did Linda come from? Like, why did she need yeah. help with a last name, but not a first? Yeah. I wanted yeah. her to say my name is Robert E. Lee. I like, was that so was, excited for that. Yeah. I was so excited for that. Or maybe uh, Robin Lee. Or just yeah. go with Kent. Yeah, or Kent. Strange. Or Kent. Like, why did, like, I felt like they showed, like, they showed her superpower like they showed Kaiser Soze in, uh, like, uh, in The Usual Suspects. Like, he's like, what's her name? And she's like, huh, name, poof, Robert <laughs> E. Lee. Linda Lee. It's like, well, all right, like, 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 wasn't like if she can't come up with a fake name, like that's not, like it didn't need that much like backing there. I no, it was like. like a bad sketch where she's like, um, uh, tacos Lee, uh, <laughs> Stapler oh. Desk is my name, uh, um, and the and the and the the, the 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 administrator in that room is like, who are you? I've never seen you before in my life. Like, she knows every student at the school. They're playing like a fish out of water story. Like she doesn't understand local customs. She doesn't understand things. But then she also does understand quite a bit of things. She understands True. the general structure of going to school and she classes. She knows to sign and in and sign she out. She knows to sign in. And <laughs> she how knew to, how to make a transcript for herself. To type yeah. a letter <laughs> of recommendation letter. and how <laughs> to put it in the filing cabinet. And I like those little problem solving superpower things. I, I enjoy that. Those are fun, especially when it's for like t like teenage superheroes sure. for it to be like the stakes are small but to them it's big you but know why but why like why, i mean again it seems time is of the essence her yes. home world is going to implode without this orb and she, there's no like, urgency there's no urgency there's no there's no there's no um, clock there's no there's clock. no there's, there's no like you only have one week before your parents and everybody else die in and, the wherever and, and, and when you were even saying june that she thought that the baseball was the orb she has no problem destroying an orb in that like lacrosse match when she turns her back on it and it explodes on her back. Oh, field hockey. Oh, yeah. field hockey. Yeah. And by the way, why are those why kids are trying to the, kill those kill her? Girls are on the same team. Those the I girls know. who are attacking the girls who are attacking Lois Lane's cousin, who's what's uh, uh, sister rather? What's Lois Lane's sister's first name? Lucy please? Lane. Lucy. Lucy, Lucy Lane. Lucy. Yeah. The the bullies who are attacking Lucy Lane, they're playing a field hockey game, and her own teammates are trying to. Live. She goes. The, the one girl goes to hit it so hard it takes her out. Like like, like they are trying to kill. <laughs> I know that side story that there's just two teammate. girls that are trying to hurt the other girls at the school yeah. for no reason. No that's good explained. Reason. Nobody, no reason. nobody has any reason to do anything, and everyone acts like an idiot. Like when they are in that basement, like they're like, "We will burn the flesh off of these people." Not like yes. we're going to turn the cold water on. It was like everything they do is so malicious, and there's no end game for them except for that that they might have gotten burnt by water, like that. Like, like I guess that's it. I mean, we don't see them again. That problem goes away. I. I don't want to even go back. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bad people in this movie. 
especially the dual truck drivers, I was, including Matt oh, Frewer God. from, yeah. Yeah, from Lawnmower Man 2. That's such an amazing yes. choice, by the way. I was screaming when like her first interaction on earth is with two guys that are trying to like be gross and like yeah. lift up her yeah. skirt. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was very interesting. Incredible. It was like, oh, your first experience with humans is that they're trying to rape you. And when she asks, this actually broke my heart and took my breath away. When she asks, why are you doing this? Oh, I know. They yeah. say, I wrote it down. It's just, it's just the way we are. Yeah. It, yeah. That it was that is, an indictment. An indictment <laughs> of <laughs> humanity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Really? That was an indictment of humanity for real. And that is like, and the fact that like, She's dressed like super. She has Superman's kind of iconic yes. look, Superman color, all of it. Has to be a like. I, they assume, I guess, they say one line like, "What's up with the Halloween costume?" But this is a right. world in which Superman does exist. So you might be like, "Huh." Maybe. Oh yeah, and the minute she throws Matt Frewer through a wall, the other guy is like, "Oh, you want to play rough or something like that?" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, guy! Do you not understand? This is another super person." She did it with her right. breath. If you ever yeah. saw a human being with their breath throw someone through a, a fence with yeah. such force, you'd be like, "All right, you know, it was out of here." Yeah, it was like he was like, "Oh, I got this," he's, and he takes out a knife. Like, and that that scene is dark. This it's is a very dark, dark, it's very dark scene. These two truck drivers, dri- first of all, I don't understand why you have two truck drivers. It like just like bopping around uh, together. It seems like that's a lone, a lone I job. I agree. Truck drivers shouldn't, they're not usually <laughs> no, bound together. They swap seats. The tag team. Yeah. But yeah, this is, I mean, they meet awful, awful people. I mean, and I would also say that like, I mean, oh, there's so many. I also want to talk about how mean Fane Dunaway was to that woman who was flirting with Nigel, where she puts a scorpion in her mouth. Oh my yeah. god! I just want to tack on because we just immediately dove into this movie, which so, I'm so glad that we have. I loved every actor in this oh, movie, including yes. her. Like, I just want to be clear: absolutely, that every actor is doing a fantastic job. And my Correct. issue is that the movie makes no sense. But other yes. than that. It is no, every, so good. Every actor's doing the 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 best, the best, the best, work. and they're all weirdly like tonally in sync. It's very strange. Like there are choices being made that are insane, but that work because everybody's insane. It, it is a joy they're to also, watch. Yeah, hundred percent. I love. This I mean, Helen Slater obviously, a and the younger actors are great, but I want to say ev- all of these adult actors. They cast like legends. Mm-hmm. Legends. Yeah. Like, Dunaway. To have she Peter looks O'Toole. amazing. Yes. Peter Cook is a legend. Yep. Faye Dunaway, legend. These yeah. are these are yep. Titanic performers who are delivering lines that are absolute gobbledygook and are making them work so effectively. Truly. They're, they're through through acting, they are helping you understand as best you can what's happening in the movie because the plot is doing you no favor. I kind of feel like this is a movie where on some level you have to go like, this is insane. And they all just, like they made a pact. Like we're just going to like- Let's go for they, it. They're going to go for it. And there was something, I think that that's like, sometimes it is a, like a slog to go through films like this. And this was like, Give me more of any one of these characters because they all could hold a film by themselves. Uh, and I, I mean, again, I just want to keep on shouting out Nigel because Nigel really 
is doing a lot. Like he has a lot of different levels, a lot of different levels there as a, as a performer. And there's a scene. It's also where- really funny to me that we're introduced to him in the picnic scene with Faye Dunaway, and they're talking about you know it's a villain introduction scene. They're talking about you know taking over the world. He says it's an invisibility. It's it ba ba ba. You know she finally gets the orb of power. She kind of banishes him in a way from her kind of plans. She she decides she's going to go it alone. Um, and then the next time we pick him up is when he's a math teacher at the high school that Supergirl has inexplicably decided she needs to attend. So I was like, wait a minute. One of the most evil villainous kind of characters is also just a high school math teacher. He's like he has access to the most evil magic wand in existence, which we find out later. Right. He knows all about dark magic. He also teaches high school math. <laughs> I, I guess couldn't. Yeah, the Magic seemed for him to just be like an extracurricular activity, a pastime. Yeah, he seems like he knew it and he seemed like he really was in love. And that's what I I really like. He felt like he really loved Faye Dunaway. Okay, let's talk about that. So did Faye Dunaway, did she... I know. Yeah. You okay, babe? <laughs> Are you okay? It's okay. I just feel like Listen, you don't get the same Neither real... Paul or I have like experienced human touch in about like four months. So mm. it's hard. Um, yeah. but, Believe me, I get it. Sorry, Jason, you know, you know. Um, but so does Faye, did Faye Dunaway really have feelings for the landscaper? Well, Brenda Vaccaro is the one who sees him first, right? There, she's driving. By the way, Brenda Vaccaro is Joey Tribbiani's mom. She's driving the car. She's incredible. She's incredible. In, a, an incredible character actor who's Ugh. been in Everything. literally everything for the last 40 years and just dropping so one-liners dropping one-liners Left every day right. and she's driving she's the chauffeur Faye Dunaway is in the back I have a feeling a lot of the times from what I read uh, was that Faye Dunaway showed up late a lot so you can tell there are certain scenes where she's not there and they're just like oh, cutting off a shot and being like this is it a very uh, very Vin Diesel rock uh, Fast and Furious <laughs> shooting where it's just like not here uh, but they uh, they, they like. She looks at this landscaper and she's like, "Ooh, la la." I like. She's like, "I got his number off the landscaping truck." And then that's the moment where Faye Dunaway is like, "You know what? I'm done with the invisibility thing. Now I'm into the love thing." Right. And that's when she cocks her like concocts her next plan to be like, "Now it's all about getting a landscaper to now fall I'm in love with me." Now I'm gonna make a love spell. But she didn't even need the the core the the glass gourd yeah. for that. She's like, "I'm saving that for later." So she just veers <laughs> off for a second but with I a spider and a wall. That she's such a she's such a beautiful kind of kinetic woman that she could have just tried to introduce herself. Wow! I mean, wow. she's not a she's not like this creature wow. of the night. Like she's a gorgeous, she's beautiful, woman. and she's it's got a very an, good point. But look, she does live. In, in I don't want to judge anybody. She does live in an abandoned theme park. <laughs> in she an, does live specifically park, right? in the haunted part of the amusement yes, park too, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, and when when and when he shows up, he's creeped out by her. She's like, "Would you like to wet your whistle?" Yeah, <laughs> but still agreeing to a beverage. I was yes, like, I don't yeah. know if I would. Yeah, not at right. that house. No. Here's what I want to know. So when 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 they're in the car and they see the hunk, you know, um, doing landscaping. Who, by He's the way, do you know who that is? That's Ellis from Die Hard. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, I just want to take a quick break from you saying landscaping just to point out what landscaping means in this, because it took me the second time to understand what he was doing, which was 
First, you cut to him and he's sawing a yeah. really large yeah. branch on a tree, like an entire <laughs> trunk. Okay. He's sawing it. And then they cut back and she's like, mm, that's my prince. I get it. And then we cut back to him and he's painting the tree. I yes. was looking at yes. that too. And I was like, is that so some is sort of a So is he gluing it? Is he painting it? I don't know enough about deck? landscaping to say, but I've never seen that done before. I, I was wondering if he was putting sap on the root or something like that. In a, I don't From know. a paint can? Uh, that is tricky. Yeah, I, 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 all, I'm agreeing with you. I noticed that as well, and I was like, "No, what is he exact? What is the job he's actually executing right now? Unclear." But Faye Dunaway and Brenda Vicara are watching it, lusting after him. And when we later cut into the high school girls' shower scene, mm-hmm. the girls are also talking about the hunky landscape guy who was cutting the tree. So uh, once again, in a weird bit of coincidence, all the main characters have just been within 500 feet of each other, <laughs> yeah, which well, happens well, I constantly. think that that's why her bracelet keeps on going off, and that's what's confusing to Kara. She's like, ugh, why is it going? Like, her bracelet is somehow connected to the orb. I think no. her bracelet's connected to the orb. I think the bracelet's like a proximity alert for the orb. Oh, yes. And so she's always kind of like trying to figure out where the orb is. But then they really all fall in. And I will say, this movie does do a weird things with ages because they are in high school, right? They're not college. That's This is high school. I don't know, because then they were referring to it as a dorm when we saw mm. the posters. So it's boarding dorm school. G against Selena. Yeah. It seemed like a boarding, a boarding school. school to me with like crests on the blazers and right. so forth. Yeah, the very Harry it felt Potter. Like, it felt like Chilton to me from uh, Gilmore Girls. No, you bring up a good point, Paul, because he's too old for them. They're probably all underage. And... Right. Um, is she he is. Old? I couldn't quite tell. Like, is this his landscaping business or is he like a worker? Well, he a, does show up. He does it, show it up. It says Ethan's landscaping oh. on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ethan. Okay. He's a one man. He's a one man operation. He's not very successful because all he does is cut live limbs off trees and then paint the stump. And then he comes and then he comes like when he when she's like, are you single? He's like, uh, I'm in a part of my life where like we get like a little insight on like Ethan too. like Ethan got out of a bad breakup and he's just kind of now he doesn't want to be. Tied Here's the down. thing. Ethan and Faye Dunaway or Ethan and Brenda Vaccaro. 100% work as a couple, right? Yes. They seem to be age appropriately yeah. in the same realm. Okay. Ethan and a uh, a, a boarding school uh, girl is way wrong. Is like like de- like definitively this is not a this is a bizarre well, pair. What about Jimmy Olsen and and uh, and, and uh, Lois Lane's sister? I thought Jimmy Olsen oh. was a student. Is he the guy that had the camera? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy that's he's su- like he's probably got drugs or a gun. Let's go eat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's I'm Jimmy hungry. Olsen. Yeah, that's he Jimmy is Olsen. the photographer for the Daily uh, he's Planet. He's the only character that has recurred through all the Superman movies because mm. Christopher yeah. Reeve at the last second decided not to do a cameo in this film. And so they were like, we, oh. need to bring, we need to bring in someone from the other movies to create our universe. And they bring in Jimmy Olsen, who is... An adult. I mean, he's a, he's the youngest. He's kid always on, supposed to be a kid. They were, they call him like a on, kid, but he's like yeah. on staff. Like he's a working yes. photographer at a national or at a at the biggest city paper. Like he's not going to school. He's not Peter Parker. Like handing in photos and going to high school. Like he is. Right. He is the photographer for the Daily Bugle, and yes. he is okay. dating a high school student. Potentially. Well, or kissing. I think he's at least kissing. A lot of kissing in this movie. By the way, <laughs> the kissing in this movie. 
I, when Oof. she kisses herself in the mirror, yeah, and and then that and then wild. Ethan touches her lip, like, kind of ask that question, like, is that? <laughs> What, what do we feel about that? I, I don't... Well, ask I, what you want to ask, Bob. What are you trying to say? What are you asking? Yeah. Oh, well, okay, I will, I will <laughs> ask tell it to you. Tell who you're looking at. All right, so I will ask it to I feel like I should turn off my screen and Bree, maybe you should as well. <laughs> all right, so my question is We that, might like, all get kissed by Paul right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go in like like the way that she goes like... <laughs> yeah, if we all turn off our screens, Paul, you can do it to yourself Thank and you. we'll be able to see what's happening. Thank you. No, I just... I felt like it was a little... like. I felt like their their kissing was nice, but then I feel like their goodbye kiss was just him putting his finger like in her mouth and like kind of like bully, like it's kind of like blopping down her her bottom lip. I, it didn't seem to me to hold uh, any passion. And I, I just felt like it is that fulfilling? Is it fulfilling? I don't know. I, don't I think know. you're right. I actually noticed the kiss between Ethan and um Faye Dunaway. And I was like, yeah. ooh, oh, that I want to watch. That's kissing. That, yeah. Yes. But you have to remember that Supergirl is a child. <laughs> and, and and has never been. When, when never Ethan been first kisses her, she doesn't, She her face is recognizing like what is happening. Right. Yes. So mm -hmm. when she starts making out with herself in the mirror, um, that's her trying to figure out what this kissing business is all I about, actually, I guess. Like, I thought that was really endearing and so sweet. Um, but it sounds like Paul, you wanted more, more passion from her. No, I just, I just, yeah. no, I, well, okay. more well like, now, more now you're putting me under, now you're putting more tugging of the I mirror. I just felt Paul? like, <laughs> no, I don't want anything about the mirror. I just was saying that I wanted, like, I felt like it was an anticlimactic, like, la like it felt like, first of all, this movie ends in an insane way where basically they go, Hey, we'll never say that we saw you. Wait, why? What? I like, I don't understand why? why that was a thing. Yeah. Why are we all disavowing any knowledge of this superhero that was prominently in the town? And what about the castle saw? that appeared on the mountaintop? Like, does everyone forget there? that's going to be there? Or <laughs> the only part to forget is her. There's yeah. a journalist on site. Jimmy Olsen taking is there pictures. for the whole thing, I... taking pictures of everything. Are we saying like he's not going to publish? Well, no that's way. what he says. He's like, I won't talk about this. Like everyone's like, everyone is like on the same page immediately. Like it's this a goddamn never cover up. It's a cover up. <laughs> but what does it matter? You know, I mean, she still gets to go on and save her planet. Like this is why I love this movie so much <laughs> it, I'm serious like this is why I watch movies like this is for the conversation because I think oh yeah for those of us that like we watch a lot of movies or you read scripts it's like things become so you can see what's happening a mile away yeah whereas with this like you really I could do it. if you turn your eyes away for a second you're like wait wait what just happened I rewound it so engaging in that way because you just can't like you it you really won't make any sense cannot believe what's happening it's it's amazing yes one of the most engaging movies I've ever seen, period. Yes. That's my hot take. You have a character who so often seems like they are understanding the world they're in on a, and are executing on an incredibly high level, right? She's Supergirl. She's doing, she has a mission. She's going to school. She's doing this. And you're like, okay, she's kind of got it locked in. And then you've got like, well, more than halfway through the movie, you've got a scene in which she tries a bra on on the outside oh of her God, blazer. I can't mm -hmm. and yeah. mm -hmm. I and was like, stuffs it. And mm -hmm. stuffs, stuffs it. it and with... I was like, what's happening? Why? Why yeah. does she now not know what and how a bra works? Well, because she's not getting dressed. She's just visualizing those clothes on her body. 
Oh, yes, I, I assume yeah. so. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the only way I can kind of... But it is it is odd because at one point they're like, you can wear any of my clothes, but she just wears the, oh. the oh. uniform. The school oh. uniform. Yeah. Let's talk about that piece yeah. of dialogue because <laughs> Lucy says, you can wear anything from my closet, just dig in and help yourself. Which I was like... <laughs> I don't think I want that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack, and my kids said, Mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more. An extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lift or Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP. Let's just dig into this main sequence of the movie, which is an hour into the film, where... They where where Lois Lane's sister's like, hey, we're gonna go to Popeyes, and in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, cool, like Popeyes, a cool bar in town or something. No, no, they're going to the fast food restaurant, Popeyes. Mm-hmm. They go to town, and this is where uh, where Faye Dunaway is trying to capture her love because he's escaped her spell and he's wandering around in a stupor, and she gets a mind control over a like a backhoe and then is chasing him with a sentient backhoe and to try to scoop him up and the backhoe's going crazy over town and it like like this is a giant this is the biggest action sequence really in the film I think is this sequence yes. where it's about a truck that's slowly moving down like slowly. a block slowly moving down the block and a truck that like supergirl at any moment, it takes her so long to get involved. I like, know. She I'm like, sees... Lucy is is a better Supergirl, to be honest. Like, she jumps Agreed. right into the fray and recognizes, like, we've got a dangerous situation on our hands. Lucy jumps on that truck, does her own stunts, and immediately is knocked out. But at any point, 
Supergirl, who is so powerful, you would think would just stand in front of the truck and stop yeah. her, huh. go grab it, pick it up, and fly it someplace else. But she That's disconnects it. the front of it yeah. and lets the truck continue to run. <laughs> While the truck has already destroyed a gas station that's sure to explode, a number of small businesses in this town. A wedding like, is happening. A truck a, full oh, of yeah, hay. And a, and a, and a <laughs> New York City truck. taxi. <laughs> the hay truck <laughs> the is hay one of my favorites. so unnecessary and so important. There are, like, so many civilian deaths that could have been prevented, like, just from the car accidents and all the rest that happened from the slow-moving tractor um, By the way, that sequence, thing. that sequence took 22 days to shoot. <gasps> oh, my God. 22 days. That's amazing. And that's, amazing. like, clearly, like, on a locked... That's a back lot. That's a built street. I do have some problems with Kara's superheroing in that moment because there's a, a tire fire. By the way, Paul, I love that you you continue to call her by her, like, by her Christian Kryptonian name. name? Yeah. yeah. I give her res- yeah. I put respect on it. Okay. She didn't call herself Supergirl. Somebody at the end, like Faye Dunaway, angrily at the end goes, you, you, Supergirl. Like, it, like, <laughs> and like, she delivers that line. She does. She delivers I mean, that, what I'm, this is what I'm saying. Crushes. These she actors does. are so good. I mean, when, when Faye Dunaway has to describe what kind of witch she is, uh, here's a clip. I am Selina, Dionysus of Catania, priestess of Seknet. I am the ultimate siren of Endor, and you, little lady, are trespassing on private property. She means him. I am Kara of Argo City, daughter of Alora and Zorel. And I don't scare easily. Flawless. Flawless mm-hmm. performance. Not not good, you know, not sleeping on anything. Um, but so those tires are on fire, and what she decides to do is fly through a water tower instead of just using her breath to put out the tire wow. fire. Like it seems like she creates more destruction. It seems like Supergirl is creating more destruction. She doesn't stop the truck, she just takes the first part off I'd the love truck to crashes. See what you would do, Paul, in that I know, situation. I know. Wow. You know, wow. when you've got Everyone, all yeah. that destruction around you, I just want to know. What would you do? Would you be thinking would, that clearly if you just got your powers like yesterday? She seems to blow a guy Give into a, her a fence. Break. Gave- <laughs> you know what the whole scene felt like? The whole scene felt like a town-wide version of the game Mousetrap. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the, this whole piece of this is has been hit and now the tires are on fire. This is happening over here. So this is crumbling. The gas is going. It felt like, um, like a Rube Goldberg machine because her solutions also, like you're saying, weren't always direct. Yeah. They were also indirect things. So it felt like the whole thing was like a series of bizarre tra- Traps and also bizarre solutions well, like that when, were n- unnecessary. When she defeats, uh, when she defeats uh, Faye Dunaway in that first scene, where again vehicle control, where they're controlling the bumper cars, uh, she just puts poles around her. But yeah. the poles don't seem yeah. like like poles don't nullify witches' powers. It wasn't like they were special poles. No, because she could melt them or whatever. Yeah, she does. I also couldn't figure out why um, why bumper cars were such a threat. 
They were, like, those they were weren't, the scariest bumper cars I've ever seen in my they life. Weren't, yeah. They Terrifies. weren't going faster. They weren't more powerful. It was just she turned the bumper cars on while the man was in the thing. All you had to do was jump in one of the cars and, and enjoy the ride. It's just bumper cars. <laughs> or just walk out of the ride. Walk out of the or ride. Ju- or just get up and walk away and be like, oh, I'm out. See ya. But he's like scrambling around like, ah, ah. like he's terrified of just the bumper cars. I yeah. mean, this movie clearly has a problem with villains because what you want to see is like, like you want to see your hero fight a villain and and the first villain that she sends is just air like it's like a it's an inv- well i guess it's like it's two shadow monsters the first shadow monster comes at night and has no nothing it's no just, corporeal form yes and the second shadow monster is a little more he's still translucent but not fully there can I ask a question? Is the second shadow monster that the, the has like claws and almost yeah. looks like a dragon or something like that? Is that meant to be the box that the orb has been in so. this whole time growing oh. now? That was one of those moments. Yeah. For me, like you said, Brie, where, I, where you like look away, like I looked away from the screen for a second and I turned back and that thing was there. Yeah, and you're like, and what it happened? was shocking. But I did. Why think do that I feel Jason, like though, June? Was, why do I feel like though, June? You said you looked away for a second, but you really looked away for like 15 minutes. I mean, probably that's probably true. <laughs> June went on a TikTok wormhole for about away. nine. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was her soul because doesn't Nigel say at one point like, "You only will be a black magician if you look into your soul. You, you have to acknowledge who, how evil you are, or something like that." He says something to her, and then she gives him like acne. Uh, uh, but I know. But in that it's moment, so, I thought so that like that, that's her evilness. But then, I don't know. I mean, that that, that first fight scene is rough for any for any actor. To f- I mean, I guess maybe that's it's like a movie without CGI because there's not there's not like there's nothing going on. I assumed it was budget. I assumed they just didn't have no. The money they had a lot create. of budget. This I is know, a big now budget now I'm movie. hearing differently. Yeah, what so was budget for this? Thirty five million dollars in 1984. So, yeah. Thirty five. So million. I don't wow. understand then why that first fight was like with an invisible object because that is that made no sense. She's you know she flies up into the sky and with the pole with the uh, tele not telephone pole the uh, you know the street lamp pole and keeps getting electrocuted hit by lightning and all of that fight. I was like I'm not sure entirely what this is for. Who what is the and Bree? I'm gonna t- I'm gonna. Throw it back at you. You said that she doesn't like she she doesn't know what to do. But in that situation, she's like, "Oh, okay, I'll break a telephone pole. I'll fly up into outer space. I'll get a lightning bolt to hit it, and then I'll do." Like she's very quick to figure out that solution. Yeah, I don't have answers for that. I was terrified <laughs> when she was flying in, answers, the, in, the, in the thunderstorm with the rod. I was like, "Don't do this. Yeah, no, don't this dangerous. do this. This is a no." I, Especially I do, for a kids' I mean, movie. <laughs> yes, I think it's not. It's that was not good representation. But I mean, the reason why we're here is because the movie is what it is. And then there were times where I still was like, I wish I was let in a little bit more into Just what the little. rules were. Just like what her powers are, like because well, it seemed like it kind of was like well what's the she can see things but then also mm-hmm. she can change her clothes and so i just was like i want to know what happens when you go from inner space to earth that gives you these powers or at least like she never seemed surprised by what she could do either it was just yeah. like of course i can change my clothes into a prep school uniform and and so that that was the stuff where i was where like she I didn't don't... have these powers on her home like that is definitely we know that to be true Well, yeah, I mean, it it definitely appeared that way. And when she gets to the Phantom Zone, she also doesn't have her powers. And, you know, like, yet, but yet, yet, 
when she is in the house that's the castle on top of the the rock, when the floor is like that weird lava, she doesn't get up and fly. I said, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought the same what? thing. Just, I know. Yeah, that, that, that's the whole thing. That's the one thing we know you can do is fly. The movie kept trying to, I feel like, have it both ways of being like, she's Supergirl. She can do anything. She can defeat the bad guys. She can do this. But it also wanted it to be like, she's just become Supergirl. She doesn't know mm-hmm. what these powers are. She doesn't know yet how to fly. Mm-hmm. How to, She doesn't have the, in, it's not instinctual yet. It's still At- at points, I don't know. Incredibly capable, and at a points, straight up idiot. Like and like, yeah. and I and I think that they are like. And, wow, and I can't believe you're calling Supergirl an idiot. I'm wow. saying, oh, wow. Wow. Jeez, yeah, wow, people are really wow. going to come for you. Yeah, I know that's it. This is now that I've just sealed my fate. Um, I will say, I just before we kind of wrap up here, I do want to say, hear that, Kara Zor El. <laughs> no, she's going to come from inner space to get me. Um, Peter O'Toole in the Phantom Zone. That performance to me was. I just love his, like, I'm here and I'll be here for the rest of my life. I'm dead. Like, he really embodied, like, with his spritzer spritzer bottle. Oh my God, open your mouth. (laughs) Spritz, spritz. Squat, squat. The other performance I loved was, which we haven't talked about yet, was the den mother at the dorm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drunk. I forgot about her. Yeah. Yeah, she just is in one scene, right? Yeah. I, I thought we she We hear about her. We hear about her. Yes, she's in the scene where Supergirl comes back and signs in at night. She's in her costume. <laughs> After she defeated the yes. shadow monster. She's forgotten to change back she into her back, Linda persona. But the den mom persona. is like kind of drunk and you see the TV in the background and you like get a glimpse of that room and it looks so... Like there's certain things about this movie that were so great and specific in the way that it looked like that room, I could, I was trying to zoom in on my computer screen to see it. Cause it just looked so messy and specific and weird. And then like, that was so great. And then also like the costumes, like to not make Faye Dunaway, like a witchy witch, yes, but to make yeah. her this like kind of beautiful, like cream flowing outfits. And she, she looks gorgeous, but also like a witch. It was Brenda just Vaccaro so too. Like it's dressed well. Like she's like tailored well. The, the, well. What was like, weird about it is they both I thought looked great, and it, to your point, had great uh, wardrobe. And if you had put them in the penthouse of a skyscraper, they would have felt like Lex Luthor level yes. villains. Yeah, they would have felt like oh, these are the powerful villains that Supergirl is going to need to take down. So it was all the stranger, and I will say so much more interesting as a viewer to see them <laughs> repeatedly to the just, well, just I mean, they struggling also, to pay the they, rent and be stuck inside of an abandoned Well, now actually I'm park. wondering, Paul, I'm wondering if they've spent all their money on their clothes. Maybe. Well, that, you know, like, look, we didn't see their credit card bills and they didn't mm-hmm. address it, but they were trying to get the coven to be a pyramid scheme. We do hear them say, like, if we get enough people in to our coven, we can, you know, they, they have, they're working, they're having a lot of plans. Um, but what yeah. was the plan with the, with the orb thing? Okay. What was her plan when she what makes the gardener plan? fall in love? Okay, let's yeah. just no, start that, from there. When okay, she makes that, the gardener I, fall in love with her, When I watched it the fine. second time, I understood it. She, yeah. The thing's beeping, and she's like, oh, it's telling me that this is my prince, and we're going to be like uh, this okay. power couple. So uh, on second viewing, oh, okay. that made sense to me. Okay, she's like, got to get my prince for the power couple moment. But then after that, 
it's always like, well, I'm saving the power orb for something else. And then it became really vague what it was. And then at the end, she's like got this giant map and she's using like a, a oh, compass yeah. and she's yes. pointing to the map and she's like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, by Saturday, we'll have them all. And I was like, I still don't know what wow. you're doing. Is it that by Saturday, everybody will love you? Yeah. That, and if that's true, the then why did, the we the, why did we need the walnut and the spell with the spider? Because by Saturday, it's all handled. And, and But then also right. we see a quick glimpse and this is something that is very confusing where she is in a limousine going around like being almost treated like uh, the, uh, a queen uh, you know like going people have protest signs up like get we must get rid of Selena and it's like wait how did this happen so quickly I don't even know what happened transpired there and how do they park that car and then go all the way to the top yeah I, the oh, yeah how yeah yeah how what is are the there phantom p- zone <laughs> The Phantom oh. Zone is when she's a... in the glass uh, thing, and then she lands with. Uh, oh, oh, with... I know what it is, but like, oh. where does it exist in like, like we've kind of been like, okay, so it's inner like space exists dimension. like deep in like this lake in this small town, I guess. But then like yeah. Phantom Zone comes up and is and and, and like Faye Dunaway is the one that makes yeah, it happen. Yeah, she's able to. She's send able her to there? make it happen. That was Faye I didn't Dunaway, understand. Okay, so that Faye part. Dunaway. So I think we were talking about two different things. Faye Dunaway banishes Supergirl to the Phantom Zone, which is basically another, it's, it's like a another dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's where uh, Superman sends uh, General Zod and those people in, in you know, it's, it's that same floating, you know, two-dimensional mirror-looking thing. Um, when Faye Dunaway says, I think, I, uh, what did she say? I think I need to do some redecorating around here. I think it needs to look nicer around here. And it snaps. And then there's the mountain and then there's the castle at the top of the mountain. And that's now where she lives. But what I couldn't understand is why does everybody know that who Selena is, that Selena did this so that they can be even protesting like we don't want you here, Selena. I think Selena, Jason, at that point must have. And these are the scenes that we didn't get to see. But I think she must have like commandeered the military the police department. That's right. You said that's what she said in the thing. Yeah. Oh, did oh. she? But like that's much. She says, she says, we'll start with the police. We'll start with the military. Brenda Vaccaro does oh, Brent, uh, yeah. says something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, Oof. we never got to see that, but I think some time must have passed. I mean, I don't know that that's a 24 Again, hour thing. That, that, that society is dead. Her society that she lives in is dead in this time because so much time has passed. Unless we don't understand how time in the right. quant, uh, not the quantum zone, but the inner space zone works. But it seems like she's gone for she's, a long time. And, yes, and, 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 and even a dictatorship has been established. Um, perhaps, yeah, okay. And, and and also and also Peter O'Toole seems like he's been in the Phantom Zone for a long time, but it seems like only a week. But maybe in the Phantom Zone, it's like a month. Like that, no one's like saying like, oh, in here every hour is four years or like you need the, someone you know to what say this movie this movie is surprisingly short on exposition which is in normal times in normal iterations of of a, of a superhero story or or a sci-fi thing that when there are rules that are atypical to the rules of our world somebody a scientist somebody. Uh, an expert a somebody says this is what's happening dot 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 and that is completely absent here even though there are people yeah. like i suspect peter cook or some other people who, who seem to have knowledge or peter yeah. o'toole they seem to have knowledge 
knowledge. They just don't share it, which is very strange. Yeah, they, they, it's, it's kind of like, I always say, like, don't treat your audience as being, like, dumb. But in this one, I'm like, uh, we're a little dumb. Like, you got to let us in a little. Like, you got to do a little bit. Like, give us a little bit. Uh, they went, Yeah, I've never seen a movie just be barren of exposition. Because I really don't know who they are, what they're doing, why they're doing it. And, and again... We can't make heads or tails of the plan. I guess the plan is that everyone would love her, but it doesn't even really work because when she is the the emperor of the world or ruling the world, people are protesting against her. So that's against what she was saying. And even when she does the spell on the guy, it seems like Supergirl has a, an ability to break that spell. And then Supergirl. No, does- it's because Peter Cook breaks the walnut shell with the spider, and it says, "Oops, the spider got out," but, which breaks the love spell. But also, but when she first gets him, like he's trying to escape, like he's been drugged. He has been drugged, right? So he's like, he's like not under her spell. Like I, he's like, no, because it's when the spell she's the incantation. She says is the first person after you drink this, the first person you lay eyes on, you will, you will be in love with. But that didn't they person. do that? No, he wanders out into the world okay, before he can okay, lay eyes it. on her. So wow. that's why when... oh, when, It's also very when, specific. It's the first person you lay eyes on or one day. Oh, really? <laughs> right, the specifics yes. of the spell. That's amazing. Now, let yeah. me ask a question to the, to the men in the room, because okay. there is a um, statement made by some of the, the young women in the movie where they say, all guys go crazy for ear piercings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. True or false? Well, it's 1984, right? It's 1984. So true. Yeah. I feel oh, like in 1984, there was nothing more erotic than pierced ears. Like gotcha. uh, a feather earring. I feel like earrings got a lot more attention in the 80s. Like I feel like, like you would go to the mall, people would be getting their ears pierced. Guys were getting their ears pierced. I, I feel like 84 and earrings were big. Guys, I'm not going to lie. I, I pierced one of my ears in, I think, 1980. 1985, probably. Wow. Has it? I pierced one of my ears. Wow. So this movie could have uh, influenced that decision. (laughs) You know what? It was was because of this movie. I saw this movie and I was like, wait a minute. Guys go crazy for pierced ears? Get me in on this. Yeah. Um, I I did pierce one of my ears. Earlobes are the way. That's it. Decorate those earlobes. I mean, you know, get them. Yeah. But I I agree. It's not, I don't think it is any kind of um, like known. I just wanted to check in about that. And Jason, has your ear hole closed? You know, it it has. I I wore an earring for maybe max two months. Wow. It was not, it was not a. You know, I used to have my nose pierced. Oh, I don't know that I knew that. I wore fake fake earring. What? Yeah, okay, so I, no, you wore a fake earring? Wait, you really threw that away, <laughs> quote unquote. What? What are you talking I about? Wore fake like earring. a clip-on? Like a clip-on earring? Yeah, like a little magnet that you guy. Like what, a, like a what little, was like it? A, like a stud? So did you, you tell stud, yeah. people you so did you tell people you pierced I'm your so ear? Well my friend right Joe now. Weiss had uh, pierced his ear and I thought that was cool and I was like, I want to do it too. My mom's like, never. <laughs> oh and God, uh so and I got one of the clip little clip guys, little clip guys, little clip clops. Did you ever get busted? No. I don't think anyone oh, okay. really checked in. And, oh, and then I also did this. This is the, the other thing I did. What was I'm I went sorry, to a what, what was the front facing? What was like the... a little gold, like a little gold ball, like a ball, oh, like, okay. like very Got small. Um, and the back but the was other... a magnet, so it just stuck on together. Yes, okay. exactly. I will tell you this. This is the other Pro- thing that probably I did. very dangerous. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, at a certain point, I, I will say this. Um, I also because I went to a Catholic school and they were very, you know, they had to do certain things. I hid. Not having an earring, but pretending to have an earring by putting a bandaid on my earlobe. Because all the like, so basically, wow. like boys would have to hide their earrings at school by putting a bandaid on their earlobe. But girls could wear Whoa. earrings or they could? Yes. Yeah, the girls could wear so, earrings. 
So, so there were, so basically, you knew who a cool dude was because he had a band aid <laughs> on his ear. Yeah. And I was one of them cool. You're like, oh, those, dudes. that's a bad boy over there because he's got a band aid on his my, ear. With my fake pierced ear and my shirt from Boys in the Hood, that uh, the Cuba Gooding Jr. like four panel uh, shirt, that was me <laughs> at the roller skating rink. Just doing it up, living my Wait, best life. Wait, that entire life. sentence. Would I have ever predicted it ended at at the roller skating rink? (laughs) (laughs) You got to get out. You got to show your good stuff. Um, Obviously, we have opinions about this movie. There are people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for second opinions. The movie was a piece of shit. Yet this person recommends it. Tell me what is the Maybe that art is subjective. I need a second opinion. Thank you, John Lejoie. All right, so these are second opinions uh, cold from Amazon. There are 1,397 reviews of Supergirl. There are um, 72% of them are five stars. Um, and uh, so this is some of the highlights of these five-star reviews. This is from Joan Staubach. Uh, she writes this in 2020. Uh, this movie is great for youngsters. Special effects are early 80s, but it's a good versus evil story with some goofiness for the kiddies. No one jumping out of bed and leaving their partner du jour to save the world or gratuitous shower scenes. Five stars. Okay, sure. Uh, that's that one. And then we have this one. This is from Vin Skinsky. Goes, uh, I've always liked Helen Slater, but I never had purchased the movie. The crap they put on television is nothing compared to when they made TV for entertainment. Five stars. Uh, and then... Wait, we, this wasn't a TV movie. It did no, go it was on not. to be... She did do oh. a TV show after. Oh, she oh. did? Oh. Yes. Okay. This turned okay. into a TV show after, which well, I can't now, wait to watch. I, well, now I got to see that. She definitely has appeared on the new Supergirl as uh, yeah. in part of the mythology. This is from VK Mangalarvis. Uh, I went to see this film five times in a week back in 1984, and I was frustrated there was never a sequel with Helen. I watched the extended cut three times in one night. It was amazing. The music is superb. I own the vinyl and the CD. My favorite scene is when Supergirl falls in love with that cute man and kisses him. You watch that scene and you fall in love with Helen. Period. And the title is, if you had to watch this movie when you were 15, you would love it. Five stars. If, if uh, you had to watch this movie, if you if you were forced to watch this movie when you were fifteen, as all fifteen year olds should be, and then this one gets a little bit deeper from Ivan Ramirez. He goes, "When it comes to Helen Slater and Supergirl, I tend to be a little partial because that blonde changed my life entirely. She was the first blonde I ever saw. Oh and, God, I don't like <laughs> wow, this okay. at all. And, and and I fell in love immediately. I hope to meet her someday before I pass away <laughs> because I love her and I always oh. will. Oh, this is before I pass this away. Is not right. <laughs> Uh, Um, And he goes, but with all that being said, I will be objective about my review. The story is bad. And there's too many things that are unreasonable in the story. Five stars. Uh, And and the title is too much, maybe. But for a collector, it's worth it. Uh, And those are some of the five star reviews. Some of the. Oh, oh, here's my last one. This is my favorite one. Sorry, I couldn't forget this one. From Adam S. Written in 2018. 
I could never find this in any stores like Walmart, Target, or those other stores. I would have bought this if those stores would carry it. But no, they don't have it. Thank you. I knew you were laughing when I said that. It's all right once again, but no, they didn't have it. <laughs> and that amazing. that person is great. Uh, those are some. No, I understand why that was your favorite one. Yeah. because you just wanted to do. that. I wanted to really get my acting out. Um, the movie came out in 1984. The budget was 35 million. The opening weekend was five million. It made 14 million. Uh, it came in 66th place of all the movies that were released that year. It was beaten by films that we've done on this show, Rhinestone, Breaking Two, but it beat Streets of Fire, Ninja Three, Domination, and Runaway. Um, here is one thing that I thought was pretty great about it. Which is also interesting because in this movie, um, Lois Lane's sister calls the tractor trailer that's going. She says, it's a runaway. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a, yeah. So there's two technological movies in the same year where the the word runaway, the driverless machines are called runaways. I mean, Maximum Overdrive is so upset they got on this too late. Uh, this movie had 14 taglines. Fort, they couldn't decide which one they liked. Um, but here are the ones that I'll read, the ones that are the best. She has all the power of the universe, but she still has to learn about love. From another galaxy into your hearts. She taught him what it was to fly. He taught her what it was to love. What? And then you'll believe a girl can fly. But that's a parody of you believe a man can fly from Superman. The only uh, interesting thing that I thought is worth mentioning in the 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 uh, the information that Nate put together here was that Dolly Parton was originally the witch, the the choice of everyone to be the witch, which I thought would have been so cool. So but cool. Dolly Parton said uh, she could never play a witch. She's like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I might like. I would have loved that, but I mean, I I loved Faye Dunaway. I yeah. thought she was incredible. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I mean, Faye Dunaway is amazing. There's was, there was uh, so much in this that I liked, and it was it was a blast. I love And this again, movie. yeah, I did too. To like the, Allow me to I say it again. The, this movie is fantastic. Well, Bree, you'll be ex- and sh- and so much of it. I want to say this because it to everybody's been saying this. So much of what's great about this movie is Helen Slater yes. and the cast of characters yes. they have surrounded her. I, because yes. without those, without Helen, without Helen Slater, who is fantastic, and I urge everybody to please watch The Legend of Billie Jean. Um, without her, and then without that, without Peter O'Toole, Peter Cook, Faye Dunaway, Brenda Vaccaro, this movie would have been, I suspect, unwatchable. Oh, I, you know, I, I agree, and I will say yes. just one other thing that is interesting, and Bree, I think you will, you will like this. Uh, there is an extended cut of this movie. I heard you Twi- say that earlier and was like, yes. wait, there's more than the two hours? Yes, there what? is uh, 21 minutes of extra Give footage and there's and there's even what? more apparently that wasn't even restored, but there is a Blu-ray that <gasps> I tried to buy last night and I might go back and try it again. It is uh, 21 minutes of footage is restored and they said that there's actually an hour of footage in the vaults uh, with the Superman 2 footage that they redid. We need to be very careful that we don't start a hashtag release the super I, I, I'm look, so already, here for this. I was like, release the Nigel cut, get it out there. Like, I, but they, really? this is how they <laughs> found the, the footage. Nigel cut. They, they found, they found a film container simply stating the words, do not use. <gasps> and inside, <laughs> that's where they found all this extra footage. Uh, according to what I read online, uh, 
there's not much more stuff that makes sense. It's extended scenes, a little bit more. Um, and one of the scenes does involve Selena and the protesters. And a big puddle of water appears in one of those scenes. And it's because in the deleted scene, Selena has retaliated at a female protester by transforming her into an ice and then shattering her. So oh, wow. Selena does a little bit more evil stuff in that. Um, we all agree. We want to see this movie again. I watch it again. I watch it over two nights and I rewound it and I enjoyed it. And, uh, and I was rewatching it here and loving it. And, and I didn't even notice that like when Helen Slater comes out of the water for the first time, it's just a cardboard cutout because they couldn't <laughs> afford to pull her out of the water. I didn't it's know just, that. Oh, it is. I got to watch it. That. Oh, it is a full on cardboard cutout of her. And I think it's another one that goes back in, uh, <laughs> which is great. Oh, here's what I'll say, because yeah. I know a lot of there's going to be a lot of nerds who are like. You, that's canon. Right. The reason she's yes. at that school is because that's canon. That's the, yeah. that's the story of Super. Argo you know. City. We know it. We know it. There's a lot of stuff we get that are part, that's part of comics canon that we are not aware of. So if we have complained about her, if we've said it didn't make sense, perhaps on yes, it is from but based something. On the movie, but you have inside to tell us of in the, the movie. movie. Oh yes. God, yes. I'm not apologizing to those people or giving them any fucking time of day. A movie is made for people to watch, and like I, unless I. Agree. I I'm told you must see all these other things before I'm going to base right. my experience on what is being presented before me. Correct. Bree, uh, you have a brand new podcast. Uh, tell us about this uh, podcast that you have. Yeah, it's called Learning Lots with Bree and Jesse. I'm doing it with my best friend, Jesse Ennis. And it's just a way for us to learn more. I realized that um, in particular, the pandemic gave me a lot of time to reflect and realize the privilege I have of conversation, that there's so many interesting people that I get the opportunity to speak with and learn more from. And I was like, well, I would love to be able to share this information and make it available to all. So yeah, we're, we're doing topic-based conversations with experts and friends. And um, we've only done a couple episodes, but it's just been really fun. And I've already learned a ton, even just learning how to make a podcast. And it's a little nerve wracking for me. I mean, even doing things like this where I'm being myself rather than a character is like a new experience for me. And so I'm I'm glad. I mean, I think it's a good kind of discomfort. I have to say, I've been I've watched uh, a few of your the, the the vlogs that you've done on YouTube. And it's uh, you really have done an amazing job of like doing like like I think you really have created like a big world to kind of be in, whether it is about like whatever, a daily routine or a really interesting conversation about, you know, uh, race and you, or then you can go into exercise stuff. I feel like it's very, uh, very empowering and very like, uh, inspiring uh, Thank from you. the stuff I've seen. Yeah. It's Thanks, really, really yeah. awesome. It's been fun. June, Jason, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I'll plug a few things. So I'm excited about that podcast and I will definitely be listening as I, even though I said, don't come like down to the world of podcasts, I am also going to be launching a podcast. <laughs> if you haven't heard it yet, the deep dive, the podcast I am doing with Jessica Sinclair is out. Um, and I encourage everybody to, to check it out, Paul um, and Jason. Jason, I know Paul has never invited us onto his other podcast, <laughs> but you, my friend, are, are welcome to come on. I, wow. That sounds, thank, by the way, June, thank you. Thank you for that generosity. No, it's, I, I, it's shocking how easy it is to do. 
You know, it's after so, you guys, we're really booked up. We're really booked after up after doing a podcast on, uh, for over a decade more, with yeah. you. It's it's so easy. It's one of the it's easiest so, things yeah, in the it's world. It's so hard for me to like, again. Ugh. I got a, a lot of dates and stuff. And yeah. you guys, you're in Canada right now, Jean. So it's all, I can't even figure more out more than schedule. available. I'm actually yeah. on, Jason, on you're ice. You're out of the, the house a lot. Couple you're weeks. Out of the I'm house not out of. I mean, all I do is sit in my closet and wait to podcast. Jason, what do you have going on? One more thing I want to plug, Paul, just really quickly. One more thing I want to plug is my very best friend in the world, Casey Wilson, has an unbelievable book that's coming out on May 4th called The Wreckage of My Presence, published by HarperCollins. It's available wherever books are sold. But of course, I encourage everybody to go to their local indie bookstore and and see if it's there. Probably is. And if it's not, you can order it. And I have... Go to Powell Books. I have a, a brand... I have a special copy of it that Casey sent me and I am just blown away by how beautiful her writing is and it's hilarious and heartbreaking and i just and again that's that's may 4th right? that is may may the 4th may the 4th be with, be with you. you oh i wish i i wish you hadn't done is that. it a star wars theme is it a star <laughs> no, wars themed book no jedi she's gonna reveal she's doesn't a jedi? traffic in that stuff this is just a is it a jedi's collection. journal no it's Ooh, a beautiful collection of essays the text, about the sacred text grief and mothering you know what forget it <laughs> uh, Jason, what do you got? Um, uh, so, uh, season one of Invincible, uh, oh, yeah, so a, good. An, a great animated show that I do a voice on, is on Amazon right now. Um, and it's really like fantastic, brutal uh, superhero story. The opposite of this kind of poppy, good feeling kind of uh, light superhero story, like really gruesome consequences laden superhero stories. That is a blast. I play uh, one of the characters on that. Um, and that's about it. Well, I want to tell you all about a couple things that I've got going on. Uh, you can check out my movies Happily and Arch Enemy, which are on VOD right now. But more importantly, I want to tell everyone to check out my brand new Twitch channel. It's called Friend Zone, and we do a bunch of comedy shows. Jason and I have been uh, doing a show on there called Quar Chat, which is an extension of what we do on the mini episode. I have also do a show with Adam Pally where we punch up your Twitter jokes. Rob Hubel and I, every Thursday night, do a big old comedy talk show. Uh, and there are more and more fun shows. David Wayne hosting a piano bar. Uh, and it's a fun I'm having a blast with it. I love the community. You can visit me at discord.gg slash Paul Shear. Uh, and we also have a Discord for How Did This Get Made, which is uh, discord.gg slash HDTGM. And I have a little How Did This Get Made area on my page as well. But people, the most important thing is, if you want to keep this conversation going, there is a chance for you to chime in and tell us what you thought about Supergirl. You can do that by calling into our mini episode. The number is 619 paul ASK. That's six one nine. Paul ask, and uh, we will talk more about Supergirl or your but you life do problems. Do, that's, you do have another line. That is a charge line. That is a charge. That is a charge. Just yeah. my OnlyFans, and that's actually I've, I transferred to OnlyFans, and I'm really happy with the the. I'm really happy with it. Actually, you're getting a lot of blowback though. Uh, you know, celebrities on OnlyFans. Well, because but I, I'm actually delivering the goods, Jason. Uh, and a big <laughs> shout out to all the people. I who, really wish you hadn't said it as delivering the goods. A big shout out to everybody, which who, is to say you deliver DVD copies of the the. Good, the, the the Jerry Piven movie, the good people. Yeah, uh, but I also have to say that this show could not be made without the amazing team that pulls it together every single week, and that starts with our amazing super producer, uh, Cody Fisher. Cody is absolutely amazing, pulls this whole show together. And Devin Bryant, the reason why this show sounds good, the reason why our live shows sound good, the reason why everything is perfect 
It's because Devin is behind the boards. He knows how to put this thing together, and he does a damn fine job. Uh, Molly Reynolds, who is also just a power, I'm going to call her a power player, an MVP of the show, uh, always helping out wherever we need it. And, of course, our producer, Avril Halley. Avril uh, has a great show called Movie Bitches. We play clips of that uh, on our mini episodes. But more importantly, Avril picks all of these films. And pick this one here today. She has been on an absolute roll. Uh, a big shout out to July Diaz, who listens through. Make sure that we said everything right. Love July. July, thank you for all your hard work. And can't let it be said enough. But Nate Kylie. I'm going to take a bullet for you, man. You have a brand new baby. You're giving me research every week. You're a fucking champ. And you know what? I, I don't, I may have had the wrong information, but I also learned. So I'm going to sit in that. I'm going to sit in that this week as well. Um, and I want to give a shout out to all the amazing art that people post up on our social pages, which come from the ghost of Craig T. Nelson on Instagram, Zach McAleese, and of course, Kyle Waldron. Uh, you can see all of their amazing art on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Uh, people... We have shirts, we have merch, we have a lot of cool things, and each one of these things are created by you or us. Uh, They are very specific to each individual episode. You can go to tpublic.com slash stores slash HDTGM, and you can see all the latest stuff. We have a brand new Snyder Cut. We have a Dirt Pipe Milkshake (laughs) shirt. Uh, We got it all in there. Uh, I love it all. It's so, so good. And there's sales going on at TeePublic at all times. So thank you for listening. And if you like the show, Go back and listen to some older ones. Go sign up for Stitcher Premium and you can listen to it commercial free. But most importantly, please rate and review the show, especially on iTunes. It helps. It really does help us. And uh, we really appreciate anyone who takes the time to do it. I know that I'm not a person who does that. But if you did it for us, I would be forever, ever grateful. Uh, thank you, Brie, for being here. And we will thank see you, you next thank time. Thank you, Brie. Thank you, everyone. What a delight. All right. Bye for now. <laughs> Vacations are always good. Sometimes they're even great. And Celebrity Cruises is about to ruin all of that. Because once you explore with us, you'll never want a vacation any other way. And with new Quick Caribbean Escapes, you'll never want a weekend any other way either. Celebrity Cruises. Nothing comes close. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Ships Registry, Malta and Ecuador. Hot off the press from Maybelline New York, it's new Lifter Plump, an intense plumping lip gloss formulated with chili pepper to deliver a heated sensation for an instant plumping effect that lasts. From eight sizzling shades like Blush Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and more, an extra-large wand applicator transforms lips in one swipe. Learn more at Maybelline.com. For a limited time, get 10% off your Lifter Plump purchase on Amazon with code 10PLUMP.